Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show, a podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. This, my friends, is episode number 447, and if you haven't guessed it already, I am your host, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, and in this week's episode, we're going to be sharing with you, or I'm going to be sharing with you, a conversation with my good friend, Michael O'Neill. Now, in last week's episode, I told you that one of my biggest takeaways from Social Media Marketing World 2016 was a deeper connection, a deeper relationship with several folks, and one of those individuals was Michael, and I told you that I had anticipated bringing him onto the show, and without any further ado, we're just going to jump into a conversation right now. Michael, what's up, my friend? Uh, well, geez, I am. Uh, I'm excited to be here, Mr. Ravenscraft. I had you live in person last week, and now we are live to hard drive. So it's almost the same, but you know, it is not quite as not quite as handsome. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I'm excited to have you here, in spite of the fact that I don't often do interviews. But uh, for whatever reason, you talked me into it this past week. You said, "Hey, I want to be on your show," and I'm like. Let's let's make it happen. What the heck? Why not? Let, I, there's no que- there's no doubt. There is no question in my mind whether or not you have some value to offer the audience in your experience and what you've been doing in podcasting. So let's uh, let's bring it. I feel special, first of all. Um, and I have to say something. You know, it's you, you look at a guy like Leo Laporte or you know the, these the, the Godfather of podcasting. I think you, Cliff Ravenscraft, are the godfather of entrepreneurial podcasting. I think you really uh, uh, set the trend for the rest of us to be able to make a living from this medium. So kudos to you, my friend. Well, you know, I've been very blessed to get in early. And of course, my own bent was to get in and try to figure out the entrepreneurial angle to this for myself, just so I could find a way to make a living by doing what it is I love to do most, which is encouraging and educating other people's helping people take their lives to the next level. And I don't know what it is, man. I just had the the awesome blessing one right after another to help some of the biggest online influencers launch their podcast. I was able to personally train them and bring them on board. And it's it's just been a good position to be in. Well, now you got that voice too. Like you've really, you've got the Ravenscraft uh, radio voice. Well, we, just call it, we just call it the Ravenscraft now. We just call it the Ravenscraft. uh, Yeah, we walk around going, have you gotten the Ravenscraft yet? And we're like, yeah, dude, I'm I'm hooking it up. All right. Well, I want to jump right into your story, Michael. When did you get into podcasting? Actually, when did you first hear about podcasting? My first experience with podcasting was I was a huge um, fan of The Office and the funny one, the British one, not the American version, but I really liked The Office. And I was also like a tech nerd guy. So I listened to Twit This Week in Tech with Leo Laporte, and I listened to the Ricky Gervais podcast. Uh, and that had to be like, oh, five, maybe, 2005. And yep. I was a, just a huge fan and a, a consumer for many, many years until around 2011 when uh, I was working with this company. And there was a guy at the company that was a, the head of personal development. And I'd seen, personally, I'd seen this guy... Uh, speak in front of 10,000 people and you could hear a pin drop. He was that amazing of a speaker. He really commanded a room. 
And he came to me with a YouTube question. And my, my history, my career, I've got this amalgamation of, I was a, a, a web and print designer, a, a branding guy, and also a professional drummer. So I knew a lot about, you know, sound and, and stuff like that. Uh, not, a, I mean, not a ton, you know, you, you know, as much as you know, being a drummer, we're not like using, you know, a lot of uh, mics and stuff all the time, but, but I knew enough to be around and I, I, you know, sung on stage. So I knew a little bit about how to use a microphone. And um, he said, he came to me with a YouTube question, this guy. And I, I said, you know, uh, I can answer the question, David, but we, we should really think about growing your brand, you know? And he said, well, how do we do that? I said, well, what about a podcast? And he goes, what's a podcast? It's 2011. And he, I said, well, it's like a radio show. And, you know, it's like an on-demand radio show. And he goes, all right. So I used my whole background, you know, in design and everything. I created this brand for him called The Kick-Ass Life with David Wood. And... You know, I did the I did the voiceover at the beginning. I did the intro music. I did everything. I literally he spoke into the mic. I literally did everything else for that show. And we launched the show. It instantly became a perennial top five, top ten overall show in health. And we, you know, all of a sudden we're doing four or five thousand downloads a day and steadily growing. And it was like, oh, all right, so this is a thing. He grew this big brand. Uh, we grew a big. Facebook group. And I saw how you could create a really amazing community from podcasting. So we kind of prided ourselves on recording shows from all over the world because he would, I totally took the Cliff Ravenscraft, like six out of podcast videos. And so my methodology was always, you know, real mixer analog to, um, I went to, a, I went to a Zoom uh, H4N versus the one that you'd had, but, but that's what I, that's what I had. That was the recorder I had. So he took that thing all over the world and he would record his shows and then upload them to Dropbox and I would publish them. And, and uh, we did shows from Belize and Australia and Bali and you name it. And so he was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in uh, 2013, early 2013. And um, he was, dude, he was off the grid. Like he was completely and utterly off the grid. We thought we had enough shows. We did not have enough shows. And so I stepped in and I recorded a show, and you'll find this really ironic when I tell you like the, the, the backstory of all this, but I recorded a show on social media. I did 45 minutes on social media and, you know, hit, did it fully in GarageBand, didn't know anything about anything. And um, a couple things happened. Number one, I found it to be insanely comfortable and, and natural for me to do. I think it was all those years listening to Howard Stern growing up. And then B, I had all of these people that wrote to me and said, um you should do that. That's a thing that you are good at and you should do more of that. And I thought, hmm, that's, that's kind of interesting. Um, and then, I don't know, probably a month or two later, I had lunch with Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income here in San Diego. And we just, we did like what you and I did last week. We like literally talked about what dudes talk about. Didn't talk about business too much. Yep. You know, we talked about our relationships and our lives and we talked cars and we talked girls and we talked whatever. And when we left that lunch, he, he's literally stopped in his tracks. He turned to me and he said, dude, thank you. I never get to do that. All I always, I'm talking about is business and funnels and smart passive income. I never just get to kind of like connect. Yeah. And I, and, and I thought, hmm, wouldn't that be an interesting idea for a show? What if I brought these note, you know, these people that had notoriety on my show, but it wasn't about their 10 tips on how to grow a mailing list or like, what if I just got to know them as people? What would happen then? And so I launched my show 
which is called the Solopreneur Hour, um, in August of 2013. And um, man, that was it, that was 415 episodes and almost 8 million downloads ago. So I think that people like kind of like seeing the rest of the story and they like hearing about who the reality behind the person is. So um, it, it's, and it's something I love. It's something I, it's my favorite thing to do. Even when it's late and something happens and I have to record a show, I can't wait to turn the mic on. And I know you know what I'm talking about. I do know exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, that's one thing that I can say for you is that I, I wouldn't have even pinpointed it until you actually said what Pat told you. But I, I was asking myself, why was I so drawn to you at Social Media Marketing World last week? Um, you know, I mean, I know that we've grown pretty much, uh, we've grown a lot closer via Snapchat lately. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about Snapchat later. I'd like to anyway. Uh, but it, I, I think... You just, I think you just nailed it. Um, mm. We, we've been, a, we went to this industry conference and as, as you might imagine, I'm usually faced with hundreds of people who want to talk shop, you know, and, and that's cool. I mean, that's why these people pay to come to these conferences, right? And I, of course, I love to give it. I, I really do. I, 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 I enjoy helping people, answering their questions and stuff like that, but it takes a lot out of you when you're at these industry events and I, I can't remember you and I talking business at all. I don't think we touched it. I don't think we even like no. came close. We just we talked Snapchat. We talked a bit of Snapchat. Yeah, but but, but Snapchat was much. hanging out. I mean, it was it was more right. more what we, it was like. It was like an enthusiastic passion for Snapchat, not how are we using this to grow our brand or our business. Well, here's what's interesting, dude. Is that I did if you um, if you and I talked out in the world two years ago maybe three years ago now. Well, two years ago, because my show hasn't been going for three years. Um, and we, you know, didn't know each other very well. It would have been a very quiet, kind of socially awkward evening. Yeah. Because I hadn't yet connected. And this is really interesting, dude. I would have, be it like happy hour here. So this is exactly what happened. I was out happy hour with, uh, with a friend of mine and she brought a girlfriend and, you know, and then she eventually went to the restroom. So it was just me and her girlfriend standing there. And it could not have been more like topical, <laughs> awful kind of uh, uh, conversation. You know, just awkward, trying to be polite social conversation. And, you know, and a lot of silence. And I, and I, for the first time ever, I said, wait a second. How am I able to flip my microphone on and have this great engaging conversation for an hour easily. And sometimes I have to stop us at, you know, an hour and 27. Um, but I can't sit here and talk to this person for five minutes. So I mentally flipped a switch and put a microphone in front of my mouth mentally. And then boom, I like engaged and started having this great conversation with this girl. And I thought, why was there a disconnect? What's going on there? You know what I mean? Like, right. why was my normal social interaction different than what I do on the microphone. And so for the last two years or so, I've been really trying to develop my natural curiosity about people. Yeah. Even if they're not my, you know, like if like I think you like you mentioned on your show last week, if we lined up the things we have in common, they there wouldn't be a ton. No. You know? But but there's a lot of stuff to be curious about. And, you know, my parents, um, my, you know, my dad was a conservative Republican. My mom was a liberal Democrat, yet they managed 40 years of a, a good marriage, you know? So you don't have to be completely homogenized in your life. And I think that's what's cool about um, being curious about people is, 
you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm very proud of you um, because I've seen your journey and I've seen not only your journey of, um, uh, of your weight loss, which I, I'm so impressed by, but I feel like you're a, a more open human now than you were two years ago. And really? I noticed that. Yeah. And I've noticed that. That's interesting. In what way? Because that that one really makes me curious. Because I, I feel like I've been so open for years. I wonder if you're just now seeing some that of could it. be. That could be. But I think you've always had like a swagger about you, which is which has been cool. Um, and there's a. I think there's something about. I don't know. Like you're you're. You, I feel like you're evolving onto this plane now that you've gone through this personal journey, and you see how how much work you're having to put in to get to your goal, right? And yeah. I think maybe it makes it, it, it makes someone, when you go through something that hardcore like you're going through and you're seeing the level of commitment, I think it actually makes someone more empathetic right. to the world. Um, and now you're two years into your, two years deeper into coaching as well. And you, you've heard so many more stories of why people haven't been successful or whatever. There's just, a, I think there's a, there's a, a calm maturity to you that I feel like is a little different than it was a couple of years ago where, where maybe it felt like you were trying to prove yourself still. And now that this wave of new podcasters is coming on, you know, and, and guess what? You're the first and now you're still here. And like, now you realize that what you've built and your brand and your foundation is so strong that you're still going to be good, you know? Yeah. And I think that's maybe a little, um, that can be worrisome when you're, when you've built this whole brand and this whole thing, and all of a sudden now you've got hundreds and thousands of new shows coming up, and you go, man, am I going to still be relevant? And of course you are. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. Like, like I said, I, I think that you're picking up on some things, you know, because of the connections that we've had via online and some other things lately. But I, I feel like, boy, if you only heard the first 600 and some odd episodes of Pursuing a Balanced Life, you'd find that as far as me being open and sharing and just, you know, I, I can't remember the word you just used just a moment ago, but dude, empathetic. I, yeah, well, empathetic, you know, here's, there's no doubt. I mean, every year I am growing more empathetic and, and do have a whole lot more experience. I, there's no question. I'm, I'm a different person every day as, as I grow and I'm growing and, and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. So, but I, when, when you said, I feel like you're more open today and more, I don't know if you said vulnerable, but I, I kind of get that feeling like, you know, you're more vulnerable, you're more open to sharing who you are. It's like, boy, I, I, I feel like that that's been probably my number one quality from the very beginning. And, uh, the interesting thing is when I quit my career in insurance, the, the level of authenticity of what I shared uh, blew most people's mind away. I mean, going, sure. going through the stuff that I shared. So, all but, right. Well, then never mind. You haven't changed at all, dude. No, no, but. I've changed. There's no question. I've changed. And, <laughs> and, and, I, and I certainly see where you're coming from. But let's, I'll tell you what, let's jump into this. We'll, we'll go all over the place because I want to talk about Snapchat for just a moment. And because yep. here's, I don't know about you, but I, January 27th, I learn about Snapchat or I jump into Snapchat in a whole new way. I've been on it for a long time since my kids have been on it, but Man, January 27th, I am like, wow, I'm, I'm really going to give this a shot. I've, I've heard Gary Vee talking about it again, heard some other people on Twit talk about it recently. I'm like, I think some, I think this is an inflection point. Some interesting things are going on. I went head first and dude, I fell in love with this platform. Um, what I've been telling people is like, listen, my, my podcast consumption on a weekly basis is down 60%. 
um, and my Facebook consumption, how much time I spend looking at other people's stuff on Facebook is down 90%. And, wow. And all of that attention that went towards those two things, which were the two the two greatest piece areas of consumption of content of my for myself, uh, all of that has gone to Snapchat. And I talk to people about this, and some people are like, I just don't understand. Snapchat, it's all little girls, and it's this, and and I get where they're coming from, and, and I'm, I just don't have room or enough time for another platform, and even at, here's, here's one example. Uh, my friend Andy Traub, he swore to me, I am not going to get on Snapchat. I am not going to get, absolutely not, and you know, it took me two different 45-minute conversations, this guy is like head over heels with Snapchat now. I mean, he's he's actually giving Snapchat advice about Snapchat on Snapchat to people on Snapchat. It's, it's crazy. So what has your experience been on Snapchat? Well, I, I was sort of the same. They sort of dragged me kicking and screaming into it. Um, and I remember being with uh, John Lee Dumas a couple months ago and he got into it and I wasn't quite there yet. You know, it was like I remember he was doing snaps and getting like 14 people to view them. And now he's got, you know, a couple thousand. And I didn't really quite get it yet. It took my friend Joel Kamm. Um, it took seeing what he was doing where he was, he really makes these amazing, he's at Joel Kamm, um, makes these amazing stories every day. He's so good at being a producer uh, for Snapchat. Like he really looks like he's directing his own little sitcoms when he's on it, which is great. And for me, it was kind of like, I, I think in such a train of thought way, I don't really plan out a lot of, you know, like I'm going to do this today. But when I, when I get something in my brain and I want to share it, it's right there for me. Like yeah. today I shared a, um, I've been, I've, I've had this new metaphor today of the, um, chokehold. The, the, the rear naked choke. Yeah. And I do this a lot where I, I, I try to make something really relatable for people to really understand so the idea behind today's snap was that, you know, when, when you're out in the world and someone says, what do you do? You need to have a really good answer for that. And I've, I remember given this advice a number of times, but it dawned on me that I, I, an episode I watched of Tim Ferriss with the, the Tim Ferriss experiment, um, where he wanted to learn how to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then they taught him they said, look, I can't teach you all of BJJ in, in three days, but I can teach you one move. I can teach you the rear naked choke, which is a choke hold, and I can teach you six ways to get into it. And then, so that's what he learned. He learned those six ways. If someone tried to punch him, boom, he could get into it. If they tried to go for his legs, boom, he could get into it. And then he could, he could end the match. And so when someone, when you're at a networking event and you can, someone says, what do you do? You like, at some point, if you, if you can answer that question correctly, you can say something like, you know, uh, in your case, Cliff, someone you could, what do you do? Well, I, you know, five days a week or seven days a week, I teach people how to be entrepreneurs or something like that. And someone goes, wow, how, how do you do that? Boom, rear naked choke. Like that's, that was it. You got them into your funnel. Now you can do that because they, they're thinking, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. How do I do this? Right. And so you can, you can have answers for what do you do? How are you doing today? Uh, what's new? Like, if you have answers for all those things, they can sort of get you can you can uh, bring them into your narrative, depending on obviously the context of where you are. You don't want to do that like every time you meet someone, but but um, you want to have those sort of handy. And and I I 
made that analogy of rear naked choke. So I thought, let me tell that story today on Snapchat. Let me just kind of give someone that that little tidbit. And I've done things like that before with that, with Mike Michalowicz's book, Profit First. And I just have these ideas and share them. And I know you do something very similar with yours. From time to time, I, I, I've been playing around with sharing different things in different ways uh, right. ever since I've been on the platform. I was using it as a daily vlogging uh, tool for a long time, and I quit that while at social media marketing world. It's interesting. I, I watched that today, by the way, uh, and, and enjoyed the little tidbit. Um, my own approach when having a conversation, I, you know, I, I think of, you know, when I'm having these one-on-one opportunities, uh, my own personal think it, thing isn't how do I get somebody into my funnel? How do I get somebody interested in what I'm doing? My, my thing is, is I want to have an impact where when somebody walks away from having an interaction or a conversation with me, they remember me. It, it's like, I don't need to give them a business card. I don't need them to say, you know, write anything down. It's like, dude, they're going to remember the name Cliff Ravenscraft. They're going to remember the URL podcastanswerman.com. They're going to walk punch away. you in the forehead. Podcast answer man, yell it and then punch me in the forehead and they remember you every single time. Exactly. My <laughs> my goal is is that it's not so much that I want them to walk away and think of me, but I want them to walk away with that that I have had such an impact in their lives through the conversation that you know, whether I've encouraged them or just listened to them and gave them some valuable advice that immediately like removed a mental block that was keeping them from the next level. Uh, whatever the case may be, you know, it's like, wow, I, I want, like, for example, every person I met at Social Media Marketing World, it's like my internal goal for a lot of those people to walk away and say, you know what, one of my greatest takeaways was a 15-minute conversation I had with Cliff Ravenscraft. Right, right. That, I like that. Yeah, I, I love, and and I figure if I can get on people's radar that way, then maybe, maybe not, they'll, they'll end up in a mailing list or listening to the podcast or whatever the case may be, but one thing's for sure if the name Cliff Ravenscraft ever comes up, they'll have a warm memory of that interaction and it's going to be a positive feeling that comes with that sure. recollection. But that's your funnel, dude. That's the yeah. point. Is that that's the if that if that's your goal, fine. That's what you're, that could be the quote unquote sale is that you want to leave them with a really positive impact. So yeah. you think, okay, what, what could their possible responses be to that, to those questions, you know, to like, how are you doing today or blah, blah, blah. And the way you frame that answer can put it right back on them instead of asking the sort of the blatant what are you struggling with right now how can i help you you can you can guide you can guide that narrative to eventually get that from them and they go wow that was really cool that you know he did this and he shared the story and all of a sudden you know i learned that as an accountant i can do this or whatever you know like you left that great impact with them exactly so yeah it's, it's however you frame whatever the result is you want the point is have an answer to it have and, an answer that's it that's all so you shared that today, and now here's the thing. I wonder, this is, a, what I saw today is a slightly different approach to Snapchat than what I saw prior to Social Media Marketing World. Uh, and by the way, my own, ex, my own experience, the, the, the ways that I've been sharing since Social Media Marketing World is different. Um, You're talking about from me? For, from you. So oh, because I, I don't know, I don't necessarily feel like, because I've, I've done those for a while, but, but mine are very random. I don't have like a set, you know, what? One day I'm either just doing a narrative of what my day is and then another time I'll have this idea and I'll just say, boom, 
let me let me share some and, and drop some it. bombs with you sometimes. See, see what I re- what I recall prior to mostly even prior to today is that you know there's been a narrative throughout your day with a couple of these or one of these throughout that day. It dropped in in the middle of the narrative. So, for right. example, okay. profit sure. first. You, you know, it's like you know, hey guys, I just woke up, I did this, and I you know, here's this. You know, I just cooked some bacon. <laughs> I mean, I just, right. you know, I picked up this and. Just little things throughout your day. And then all of a sudden, so I'm listening to this audiobook. It's called Profit Purse. I asked John Lee Dumas if I could read one thing about money. What would I? And the whole story. I mean, and I, I follow it through. But then throughout the rest of the day, there's a, the little things. It's like, you know, check out the scrapes on the tire for my Porsche, you know, and I'm, I'm trying right. to, I'm bending this in and I got to, I went and got this different spacer. I'm following this stuff. And yeah, you know what I found though, dude? I found that like 97.9% of people are utterly boring. Yeah, on Snapchat. I do, I and, agree. And I didn't want to like I was like so I'm I'm probably curating a little more now than I was where I don't have to tell everybody everything, but if it's something interesting, I you know, I'm then so I'll, then with I'll share. you. You look at my stories over the last couple of days. Um at, well ever since social media marketing world, same deal. I am super curating myself. And why am I doing it? Because all of us, I was doing the same thing. You know, it's like, hey, here's, you know, I'm eating breakfast. I'm doing this. I'm like, seriously. And then I'm watching other people doing what we're doing. And and I'm following a lot of people. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're boring. I mean, seriously, I could not be more bored watching your face, you know, over snap to snap to snap to snap. I Literally, you could not bore me more than you're boring me. (laughs) And and that's right. But but here's what I want to say, though. There are a handful of people, maybe 10, 15 at the most, where I actually am digging it. You know, right. the, the most mundane of things. And so, you know. It depends on who those people are. It, it does. I, I really yeah. do believe it does. And one, I just want to encourage you. Uh, and, and, here's, and here's the thing. What I might find interesting, you know, you know, you going to the store and picking up bacon and then frying it later. I may find that intriguing. Seventy percent of the people that are flipping through your story who don't know who you are, or doesn't don't have an affinity towards what it is that you offer, um, they're probably bored to tears as well. Right. right so, right. but the reality is, is that there are some people who are finding tremendous amount of value in it. So I, you know, I asked my audience, you know, what do you guys think about this? And I had all these people who were writing and stuff like that. And, and Joel's like, man, you share a lot. And you know, if you shortened it up and you told some more stories and, and then I started thinking, yeah, I'm going to start being more creative. I'm going to tell more stories. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second. All of, I don't feel like I'm being myself on here. You know what? It, and, and I realize it's like, okay, here's here's what I know is that when I'm more creative and I try to use these emojis and I'm, I'm doing little crazy things with music in the background and the I find that, you know what? I do see the the number of people who start the story and then follow it all the way through. You know, when my stories are well thought out and, and curated and even, you know, I, I'm like, hey, let's see if I can keep the entire story from the entire day less than two minutes. Mm, and right. and dude, I saw my my number of people clicking through and watching every single snap go through the roof. Interesting. But what I can tell you is that my desire to create that content has is plummeted. I'm like, mm. I it doesn't it, it this isn't this isn't how I feel like sharing. You know, it's, it's like right. And and so what I've been doing is I've been getting back into sharing a little bit more. And then what I'm doing is I it's like oh okay you know what. 
I didn't need five snaps to tell this thing that I'm doing. Um, I wonder if I could delete three of the five snaps. And so there's two oh, of them sure. that remain. And so I do find myself curating more, but I think it's important for us not to just try to create content so that we can get the most number of views, but to be the authentic people that we are and to create the content that we feel most compelled and the people who are going to find value in it, I think we can more deeply influence in a positive way than trying to appeal to this mass number of people. Does that make sense? It does. And I will say, just like I, I say about podcasting, um, there's there's very few people that I think are good at it. There's a lot of people that do it. But there's very few that really that really understand the medium and and the, the narrative behind it. And a lot of so, you know, two years ago, three years ago, I said, you know, the pros are coming, you guys. F- FYI. The pros are coming to podcasting. They they will. There's people that radio stations are closing down. So there's going to be real pros that know how to like uh, run a narrative on a show and know how to interview people and know how to do live reads and know real radio things that a lot of you know our generation, if you will, of podcast, my generation, maybe not yours, um, don't know how to do. And so I think Snapchat is the same. So today I discovered um, I started looking for celebrities to follow. On Snapchat, and so uh, just a little like a, a little tip is I'm doing that move where I I I put uh, I I edit I edit everyone's name that I want to that I want to follow, and I put like a one you know one period Cliff Ravenscraft right yep. one period Joel Com. So when I when I search for those people I want to follow, I just have to type one period, and all those people come up and sort. Well, I I added a bunch of celebrities today. Like in like the Jimmy Fallon show and Snoop Dogg and, you know, Kate Hudson and John Mayer and a bunch of people like that. And I put those all under number two, two period. Because yeah. I want to see what the pros, the people that make their living in the media, I want to see how they start using this platform. And I already learned just by watching Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, I, I already learned a bunch of stuff. I said, oh, okay. That's pretty interesting. That's an interesting way to frame. Now, do you see story. Jimmy on there? Because I, I followed Jimmy, and and all I got was his like, "This is who's coming up on late night tonight." Yeah, I think it's probably the same. It's like Fallon tonight or something. Yeah, and I fa- I found that but, incredibly boring and stopped following it. it oh, like, see, because for me, I I like to see what the pros are doing and how they frame their guests coming up. Because I thought, okay, I could do the same thing with with my guests, you know? Yeah. And I like how they're drawing. Like, they do some cool drawings on there. And, and I just think they do a good job. Um, but t- today, to be fair, literally today is the only day that I've ever uh, okay. checked it out. So, so it might bore me by tomorrow. Well, the thing is, I, and, and, and if I'm looking for, obviously, I'm glad that they call it Fallon tonight because it's obviously promotion for the show. You know, but what I'm looking for is, dude, I'd love to see Jimmy Fallon on Snapchat being Jimmy Fallon. I'll give you an, a, per, a perfect example of a celebrity uh, being a celebrity on Snapchat that is absolutely awesome. Eva Longoria. Oh, you, I saw her today. I didn't I didn't add her, but I will add her. She is she is so real, so human. And I I just have a greater appreciation for Eva Longoria than I ever have before. And I used to, I don't know if you know this, I used to be a huge, massive fan of Desperate Housewives. Okay. Uh, Stephanie and I did a podcast called the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast. And we loved that show. And this, this platform, Snapchat, has made her just this really easy to relate to human being. You know, she it, it 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 in a way it kind of takes her off of that big, 
you know, high platform. I'm way up here. I'm just this ultra human being who is much different than anybody else in the world. Right. Dude, you, I mean, she's, it's fun. Watch Eva Longoria. I'm going to add her right now. I'm going to, I'm going to do the deal. There she is. Real Eva Longoria on Snapchat. Absolutely. It's okay. She's fun to follow. Yeah. I like it. I love to, and that's the thing is, you know, we, we blow up, you know, we, we put celebrities on pedestals, but there is something about what, what they know. And, you know, they are exposed to the highest level of, you know, media and advertising and promotion all the time. So they get the hustle. And it, for me, it's cool to see how they might take this platform and do something interesting with it. Yeah. You know? Well, back to podcasting because I, I don't I don't want to do too much on Snapchat because Joel's going to be on the show next week and I'm oh yeah I have no doubt we're going to talk on Snapchat. He's the man. He is the man. Look at you doing interviews too in like <laughs> a week. I know this is crazy, folks. Wow. J- just a reminder: this I am not going to an interview format. Uh, but but I hung out with Michael last week and I hung out with Joel and a conversation came up between the three of us. Hey, when can I get on your show? And I'm like, yeah, Michael's like, I've been waiting to get on your show forever. I'm like. All right, let's do this. And let's so that's, do it. that's what we're doing. So, but going back to your podcasting. So you you start your show in August 2013, Solopreneur Hour, right? That's, that's correct. Yeah, August 2013, right. All right. So I recall, I, I do recall you inviting me on David Wood's show years yeah. ago. Yeah. All right. True. And and then I think you probably had me on one more time, but it was the Solopreneur Hour by that time. That's right. I well, believe. that's not the same show, but yeah, no, right, that's, right, exactly. what, that's what I meant. When right. I say you again, I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I have no idea who David Wood is. Sure. I, and nor did he know you, but I knew that you would, I knew that he's a good interviewer and I, and, and I knew that you were a guy that I wanted to hear from. But for whatever reason, I, when I was on his show, I felt like I was on your show. Well, I, that's that's uh, I can I can see that. that, that I, I, there, matter yeah. of fact, if you if 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 anybody ever asked me, it's like, hey, did you know David Wood? He has this uh, uh, you know this top five, top ten podcast. Uh, have you ever heard of it? No, I've never heard of it. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I would have said. I've I've never heard of David Wood. But, it all blends. But it, the funny thing is, it's like, yeah, have you ever heard of the Kick Ass uh, Show? Yeah, I've been a guest, Michael O'Neill. Right, <laughs> right, right, exactly. So I'm sure he would have loved that. Yeah, I'm sure he would have. <laughs> That's all right. Nobody listens to this one. Don't worry about it. Eva Longoria just uh, snapped one minute ago. Yeah, I'll do. I'm very excited to. Uh, open I'm going to put her in my number twos. Do me a favor. Open up right now and tell me what you see. I, I'll okay. be interested for you to describe what that snap was. Okay. Or, or right. one or two snaps there. Okay. I'm going to uh, hit the number two. Hit save, as I do, and then uh, here we go. Sped up. And now she's doing a filter. She's got a little country hat on, and now she's doing Pilates. She's looking good, Eva Longoria. Yeah. Not not a bad pile of genetics over there. Cliff. Well, and let me tell, tell you, you'll see sometimes she's got all of her makeup on and all that other stuff. But she, the cool thing is, is that she'll, she literally will Snapchat when she's got up out in the morning, no makeup on. The kids, right. her kids are climbing all over her and she's right. laying in the bed with her kids snapping. And, and it's just real That's human cool. being stuff. Hair's a mess. I mean, it's not what you would expect from a celebrity who is a a model and an actress that's at her level, and and it's just real human being stuff. I love it. I like that. That's a good. That's a good deal. Cool. Anyway, podcasting. Podcasting. So yes. <laughs> uh, so you make a living from podcasting. Would you say those terms? Oh yeah, for sure. All right, one hundred percent. And I have since um, probably about seven or eight months into my show. 
All right. What's your business model? I want to know. The world wants to know. Uh, the so, and I think you'll you'll find this pretty normal for people that I would say are quote unquote successful in this world. I didn't have one when I started the show. I just wanted to do the show. You know why? Um, did, why I, did you want to do the show? Because well, I wanted to, I wanted an excuse to talk to people that interested me. And that's the reason you weren't that's looking to make. You weren't looking to make money. No. In it, fact, I thought I would be doing like podcast consulting to make money. Okay. You know, like I would help people start a show. Yeah. That's where my brain was with it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I once thought that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. And that's the thing is, and, and, and I did for a little while, like when I started the show, I, I had people that, um, that would hire me and I, oh yeah, a thousand bucks, I'll be launched the show. And now that number is much higher. Um, but, but, uh, but it was, it was like the way I framed it, because the show's the solopreneur hour. And for me, anytime you hire someone's business, but you really get them, that's a solopreneur. And, and that also includes not only like business people, but authors and speakers and actors and comedians and musicians. And, you know, again, anybody that has to have that hustle to keep their business going. And those are all, it could be Eva Longoria. And yep. those people are really fascinating to me. Whenever I got a, like a Hollywood writer on or a, a, you know, a big time comedian or something, totally fascinated by the the behind the scenes and the hustle and what, what does it really take? And I'm talking to Anthony Jeselnik about like, he's got the number one show on Netflix about like, and he's got really edgy what, humor. What show? And it, um, what's that? What's the show? I've not heard of this guy. Anthony Jeselnik is a, is a comic. Okay. Uh, and, and you wouldn't like him. Okay. He's not your, he's not your cup of tea. Gotcha. Um, is that the name of the show? It's the Anthony, which McCall show? Anthony Jeselnik, uh, thoughts and prayers is his special. He's okay. a stand up. He's a stand up comic. Cool. So, okay. Um, and he's really super edgy. I don't know if you know who Stephen Wright is. Oh, yeah. I know Stephen um, Wright really well. If, if you like Stephen Wright, it's Stephen Wright with a super intentionally dark offensive twist at the end. <laughs> like on purpose. He, he wants to offend you at okay. the end. So um, right up my alley. <laughs> and so um, he, but to hear, and his humor is like you really, once you get over the shock of what you're hearing, you go, whoa, that is, because he's brilliant. He's really, really super smart and he's got great timing and, but it's also super edgy. And so for me, I always thought, okay, I get it when 500 people come to a show that they want to hear you because they know you now. But what happens when he was brand new and people didn't know him at all and he's trying to open for Jim Gaffigan or something and he's got to like, win this crowd over with this super edgy material. That's a fascinating angle for me. And that's the thing that I would want to ask. So that's, like those that. are the things that you would explore with a guest like that. That's right. And, and, so, and your goal, your takeaway is, you know, what kind of principles or, or something like that can I learn and apply to myself to make myself more successful? Um, Maybe? Not necessarily, dude. You just, you just I, find I, it interesting. It's, it's interesting and entertaining. For me, no matter what I do, Entertainment comes first. Okay. I don't promise that you're about to hear an hour of actionable content. That's and I don't good. Care if you, and I don't care if you got any out of it. Yeah. But what I hope is that you were entertained for an hour and you don't want that hour back. You know, for myself, I, I have four keywords that, that go along with all the content that I create. I, either, I want it to either be entertaining, educational, encouraging, or, and or inspirational. 
So okay. I, I'm okay to create an episode. I, I'm 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 okay to get on here with Michael O'Neill and talk for an hour and just have it be mild, you know, entertaining for folks. Yeah, my, but you know what happens. But though, the dude. thing is, is my goal is that people will be encouraged, or they will be educated, or they will be inspired to do something. Right. But as long as as long as it hits on one of the four, I, I'm okay with it. I'd rather it hit two, you know, at least two of those cylinders. And boy, if we can hit on all four cylinders, then that's a that's a that's a hit out of the park. Right. The thing is, it, with with a show like this, very specifically, the show we're doing right now, we smuggle the value in. They yeah. don't. You don't see it. It's not like you were like, give me top 10 tips for Snapchat or give me a great way to connect with someone at a networking event. But they just got that. They just got, you know, I just, I had someone who responded to that snap we were talking about today and said, dude, that's literally the best advice I've got in 2016 and the best snap I've ever seen. They just, they just got it. They yeah. understood what I was going for. And so my show has always been about, um, let me have this conversation and there's a little silent rudder that I'm steering under the... Under, you know, the undertone where I get to Trojan horse this value, but it's wrapped up in an entertaining candy show. So, but you're, you're entertainment first. That's right. But, always. I've but, always but been. You are, are you intentionally in every episode, you want to make sure that there's, there's value? That no. Can, no. No, not at all. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, if it doesn't. Exactly. As long and, as and, I entertained you for an hour. That's right. And, and, but here's, you know, if, if someone did a, like an overhead projector of the show, they like my show sounds super unformatted, but it's really pretty formatted. I'll do the first 10 or 15 minutes um, with like a non sequitur yep. where you don't even know what we're talking about. And like, why are they talking about, you know, home stereo stuff? Or why are they talking about this band? Right. Well, what that's doing, as you know, as an interviewer, it's loosening the guest up and they, they go, oh, okay, wait a second. I've got a little flexibility here. I can talk about what we want to talk about. So I do that and then, you know, we get into their backstory and then I usually do my ad read if I have an ad. And then the second half of the show, yeah, I do try to dig into a little bit about what they're known for. I want to make sure that if they wrote a book, we talk about the book, um, you know, those kinds of things. But, but I don't, it's not very blatant. And I want people to, to understand that there's a story behind it. And once they hear the story, it becomes really relevant for them and they remember the lesson within the story. So I did that and I had people that, resonated with it. So they started writing me and saying, dude, do you, do you, do you coach or do you teach? And I didn't. I didn't have anything like that set up. But after about 40 of those, I said, all right, maybe I should do something. Maybe, okay. I, should, maybe I should do some kind of coaching. So um, about, let's see, August, September, October, November, December. So about five months into the show, I launched a group called Solo Lab. And I just had an idea. I started talking about it in November. I said, hey guys, would, would anybody be interested in a in a group coaching program if I did it. And if you are, here's a little landing page. I set up a landing page with like lead pages or something or Aweber. And if they were interested, they could write and then they could book themselves using schedulewants.com. They could book themselves on a little 15-minute Skype chat with me. And I just booked them on, I think, three days. I did back-to-back 15-minute Skype chats for three days. And I probably did 40 of them, Cliff. Okay. I probably did 40 of those back-to-back. And... That was the number of people that were interested in some kind of coaching. And I had these conversations with them and I said, all right, um, if you are definite, yes, or definite, are you like, if I started this next week, are you definite? Yes, definite, no, definite, maybe. And I got about 17 to 20 definite yeses. I said, okay. So that was enough for me to go, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to set it up. I'm going to make a membership site and I'm going to have a launch date. It was like December 6th or something. Okay. And out of those people that said, yes, I think, 
I think 13 signed up the first day. My, my, my limit was 10. If I could get 10, then I would do it. And if I didn't get 10, then I wasn't going to do it. It wasn't time yet. And I got 13 the first day. I got six or seven the next day. And before I knew it, I had, you know, 45, 50 people in this coaching group. How much were they paying? And they were paying, uh, at the time, they were paying $300 a quarter. That was the only thing. So 100 that, bucks a month? Yeah, about, yeah, about 100 bucks a month. Okay. Um, it's, it's since gone up a bit. But um, I had up until, I mean, I had 80 people in that thing. And then I raised the prices and, and toned it down. And I like it around where it is, which is about 50 or 60 people is my, is my sweet spot for it. So um, let, let me, I, I, I'd love to know a little bit more about this. First of all, what's the price yeah. today? The price today is it, it, about 500 bucks a quarter. Okay. Um, but they get it, you know, it's 450 if they do it quarterly. It's 1500 if they do it yearly. And it's 167 if they do it monthly. Okay. So good deal. A little more. All right. Yeah. So, so that's the idea of what they're paying. It's group that's coaching. Right. So you mentioned a membership site. What did you set up for your membership site? What are you using? I used S2 member. It integrated really well with um, uh, Optimized Press. It was part of the, the, what I was using. But what's funny about it is I had this whole big elaborate launch set up. And John Lee Dumas said, dude, just launch with a Facebook group. Yep. And so I said, all right. And I did. That's all I had. I so literally you, just had a Facebook group day one. Okay. So you didn't have this whole S2 member set up day one. You just launched no. with the Facebook group. They used it. Like I used S2 member to, to, um, to do the subscription through PayPal. Okay. You know? Yep. And if that's all it is, it's like S2 member and pay. couldn't have been leaner. It was just nothing to it. And I promised the first 10 people that signed up that I would do two 30 minute one-on-one -on -one coaching calls with them um, whenever they wanted. That was like the incentive to sign up, right? And then what I found is that I loved doing those coaching calls. I'd never done them before. And so I just added that as a thing that you get in Solo Lab. So now it's like, all right, so now you sign up, you get the private Facebook group and you get these two coaching calls per quarter. And then I added a Wednesday night Google Hangout where everyone who's on the Hangout gets a hot seat and gets their questions answered. Um, and that's it. That's what I have. That's the group. Um, Okay, it's so been like that for two and a half years now. So I just want to make sure that I understand. Yeah, and and, and uh, right. I'm, we're not trying to sell your lab here, but if anybody's no. interested, by all means, go check it I, out. I want sololab.com. You can visit me. There yeah. you go. I want sololab.com. Uh, yeah. But I'm more interested in this from the coaching and and product uh, perspective. So yes. So the idea is that let's, they're paying whatever rate you just said, That's and right. um, they sign up today and. Every quarter, they get one coaching two. session. They get two, two. Two, two 30-minute coaching calls. With two 30-minute coaching calls. That's right. Um, any within per quarter. And yeah. then... In, in any, any by, by the way, any subdivision, meaning like they could be starting a podcast or they could be writing a book or they could be just trying to launch their first little side gig. They just want to brainstorm like, something with you. That's right. Just like if I, what one of my gifts is that... I'm able to connect very disparate dots and help people. I call it find your swing. I, I can learn what people's hobbies are, what their interests are, and what their skills are. And I go, all right, this is, this is a good option for you to, to start a business. You could do this. And it could be a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel, or they could write a book, or they could do a one-on-one -on -one business or whatever. It just depends on the person. All right. So two 30-minute one-on-one sessions with you. And then um, how often do you do the group sessions? Every week, every Wednesday, five o'clock PST. All right. Every Wednesday yeah. you do a group session and um, what are you using to perform that group session? Google Hangout. Google Hangouts. Yeah. 
And, yeah. so, and so if I get more people that are on than the Hangouts, because I think it only does like eight or nine or something. Okay. People will come in, they'll ask their question. Everyone gets their question answered. Like I don't leave anybody out. Um, and then they'll have it and then they'll drop off and they'll, view, they'll drop to view only. Yeah. You know, so, and then they, they're still participating and they're still chatting and stuff like that. But, but, uh, and they're just not on the live chat with us. You have about 40 to 50 people in the solo lab altogether. Right. Yeah, that's right. And correct. how many people on average would you say show up on the weekly calls? 10 to 12 usually. Yep. Maybe eight, 8 to 12, something like that. And that's about right. Awesome. 25%. Cool. It's about, about normal. And yeah. And so, it's great. So, and, and then, of course, they have ongoing 24-hour uh, access to communicate with one another within the f- private Facebook group. Right. And I'm in the process now. I'm actually in the process of doing a major like solo lab upgrade where I'm going to I'm going to do it's going to be a big resource for anybody that signs up on the regular level, but less involvement for me directly. It'll be a lot of videos and that kind of thing. And then there's going to be like an elite version, which will be like kind of what it is now. If gotcha. You will. Gotcha. So we'll see. And then anyway, so that was the first like that was how I monetize first. And I do recommend that if you have a skill and you can coach it, that's typically the first way you can monetize. You can do it one-on-one yep. for a while until you get that dialed in. And then if you feel like you've got your chops about you, then then uh, you can bang it out and, and do, it as a, as a uh, do it as a group. So I did that. And then it was a couple months later that I started getting calls from advertisers that, that, um, that wanted to be on the show. I think GoDaddy was the first one and they liked it. And I ended up working with them for two years um, on the show. And that was cool. And now I, I do have, I still have an advertiser. I got bought a big, ch- uh, HostGator bought a big chunk of time for me. Um, so I'm, I'm running them now, but I can see myself doing like at least one ad per episode. Right now I'm just doing every other episode I'm doing an ad. But I think as you know, I, I don't know if you take ads or not, but it's, it, if you can do them and you can integrate them and it's not canned and it's, in, you know, it's part of the show, uh, I think you can do it and it's kind of nice to get paid for doing something you're already doing. Yeah. You know, that's one good thing about ads, but, uh, that was the second thing. And then the third monetization was, you know, once this thing survived and I said, okay, I'm, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at this. I've done it now for a couple of years. I've been able to make a living at it, doubled my income from anything I've ever done before. Um, I could probably teach some people this thing and, you know, and my take on it, it's very, much more like we, you and I have a lot in common from that respect is that we, we take the, the art very seriously. And so I said, I'm going to start this, this like one day workshop where I'm going to take people that just have a podcast, but they really want to turn it into a real business and I'm going to help them. And that is called pod mastery. And then I invited John Lee Dumas to do it with me. Obviously he's had tons of success in the podcast world. So we've done two of them now, which are these one day workshops and people pay a thousand bucks to be there for the day, or they pay five grand to do a private VIP day with us. Right. Um, and and that's, one, that's just we've one on one, right? Just one on one. Yeah. So it's John and I, and then with that one person uh, for the day. And so we've done two of those now. Uh, we have, you know, whatever that is. We've had, I think we did 20 the first time and 15 the second time. And we did two VIPs the first time. And then I don't think we had any the second time, but then people from my, you know, from that thing, I have a podcast launch thing, which is five grand, which I will like hand help and curate your show. Um, and it's, it's those kinds of things. Like, I feel like you just, if you're, if you are an entrepreneur, you find opportunity and you find a way to take the skill set you have and, and help people with it. And I think you do the exact same thing. I know you have many versions of how you 
how you show up in this coaching world, depending on what people need. Right. Interesting stuff. So, so yeah. right now, I, if I get your business model as it's developed over time, you have the solo lab is a significant ongoing recurring source of income for you. Uh, you're starting to add more and more advertisers, which is allowing you to, to, you know, monetize something you're doing anyway. And then you have these pod mastery events. You've done two of these, you know, events over the course of a couple uh, days or weeks or whatever. Um, any other sources of income that you currently are pursuing? Not with the IRS, right? Um, <laughs> I, um, well, a couple things. One is that I would like to see the, the one day thing evolve into a weekend and not just for podcasting. I really want to have like right. the unemployable weekend. That's a, my tagline is job security for the unemployable. Um, cause I know you are completely unemployable at this point. Oh yeah. Um, as, as am I. So it's, and it's a celebration of that. It's not, that's not a negative in my world. It's proudly unemployable. Um, so I'd like to see that grow bigger. And then the other big thing that happened is, is um, in, in September, I connected with a former NFL player named Heinz Ward, who's a, a Pittsburgh Steeler, won a couple of Super Bowls, then won Dancing with the Stars, then became an Ironman triathlete. And he's got a 2 million person social media following. So we sort of walked into this thing. He also happens to be one of my like total sports heroes. Right. And crazily enough, I'm now co-hosting a show with him Yep, um, that we launched in February. And that one has real potential to bring in, you know, six figures a month of ad revenue. And so, you know, if I had my druthers, Cliff, I, I, I don't know that how much, you know, I would probably limit my coaching to some pretty small high-end clients. And I would just do the shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would do the shows. I would make some, some good money, you know, with advertising, um, and then really focus on trying to do like big live events. I like it. Yeah. Interesting. So things are going Amen. well. I, you know, I enjoy following you on Snapchat. Like I said, uh, you know, I know you're a car guy, professional drummer, you're getting ready to go to Colorado doing a, a reunion gig with your brother. That's right. Sorry. I muted you accidentally. Yeah, that's right. We're about to go play. Um, I haven't played with this band in 10 years and we're playing red or we were playing red rocks the last time we saw them in Colorado, which is a, like one of the ultimate bucket list items to play music. That's and, like uh, this big, huge natural amphitheater, right? Oh man. And it like, if you ever see like you two live under a blood red sky, that was red rocks. Dave Matthews live at red rocks. I mean, every major artist seems like they've recorded at red rocks. And so it was a, an absolute life treat to be able to actually play there and, and, uh, and, and do that. So we're, we get to play again with this band. I get to play with my brother. I'm surprising him with a guitar. Um, no one, no one tell him that if uh, you hear this podcast. I've heard, I've heard all about it. It's, yeah. It's, so it's, it's really, really cool. Um, and it's one of the things that, uh, you know, if you'd asked me that a couple of years ago and I said, yeah, I'm going to gift my brother this guitar that costs multi thousands of dollars. It, it would be insane to think about. And, and now when someone says, what's your why? I say, well, I really like to give people big, fat, hairy gifts. And I really do. And I also like to buy like dinners and meals for people. It's like a thing that I genuinely love to do. And so that's my why. I, I want to be able to be in a position to do those things for my friends and not ever have to worry about it. Nice. You well, know? your podcast, Solopreneur Hour, where can they find it? It's at solohour or solohour.com because no one can spell preneur. So uh, solohour.com. And on Snapchat, your username is? 
solohour.com slash snap is what you can go to on your web browser or it's uh, at solohour on on the Snapchats. Cool. Well, I tell yeah, you, I, I really appreciate you spending some time. We, By the way, we literally scheduled this last minute. I'm like, you know what? I'm running right up on that Friday morning, 5 a.m. deadline to get an episode out. Oh, cool. And, you know, Michael and I have been going back and forth on what are we going to talk about, you know, because I don't normally do an interview show. It's like, hey, let's just have a conversation. I'm like, okay, are you available tonight in a couple hours? Yeah. <laughs> how, like, do you, how do you feel? Yeah, it's great. I, I feel good. really good about it. I, and good. and you know what? I, I do find that this episode is definitely entertaining. So it's definitely got that. And for me, if it was only entertaining, it wouldn't be enough. But yes. I do believe that there was some education in here. I believe there's a little bit of encouragement for some folks. And I think there might be a couple uh, items in there that might inspire some people to take some action on some things. So I, th- I think, I think we dropped we, some knowledge bombs, bro. I, I think we hit on all four cylinders. So I really appreciate nice. your time. And uh, folks, go check him out, solohour.com. Well, my friends, thank you so much for listening in on this conversation with my friend Michael O'Neill. I hope that you found some value out of it. Before I run out of here, I want to remind you that my next session of podcasting A to Z is coming up on Monday, May 23rd. If you've been thinking about launching a podcast, but you just have been dragging your feet, you haven't yet quite pulled the trigger yet, this is your opportunity to have me as your personal coach walking you through every single step in the process. I'll help you find the right equipment that is the right fit for exactly what you want to do and will fit within your budget. I will help you understand how to hook all that equipment up. I'll listen to some sample audio recordings from you. I will give you feedback. I will help you discern the right artwork for your show. All of that stuff so that by the end of a four-week period of time, you will have a successfully launched show in iTunes. If that's interesting to you, head over to podcastinga2z.com for more details and to register for the course. Most important, when you go to podcastinga2z.com, I want to encourage you to start by going to the very bottom of the page and just read the testimonials. And you will find that this is not just like any other online course out there that is a bunch of pre-recorded materials, which by the way, there are some pre-recorded materials but you are absolutely going to have me as your private coach during this entire four-week process. Again, head over to podcastinga-z.com. You'll find that the testimonials at the bottom of the page will align with what I'm sharing with you right there. Anyway, I look forward to the potential of working with you, podcastinga-z.com. Podcast! Add some ads.